48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Recovered COVID patients will go to quarantine instead of heading home as officials attempt to stamp out risk. Most border quarantine exemptions will, will also go, but there's better news for teenagers hoping to return to the SAR. And the Alliance in Support of Patriotic Democratic Movements of China is stripped of its status as a registered company. The government is introducing a new quarantine requirement for COVID-19 patients who are released from hospital. From tomorrow, they'll have to spend two additional weeks in isolation. Natalie Ching reports. Health officials say the new rules will minimise the risk of recovered patients spreading the virus in the community. They'll serve quarantine at the Northlands Health Hospital. Conditions for discharge from hospital will also be tightened. Symptomatic patients will have to show a normal temperature for at least three days, as well as clear improvements in respiratory symptoms and lung x-rays. Meanwhile, from Friday, Hong Kong residents aged 12 to 17 who are overseas will be able to fly home once they have had a single dose of the BioNTech vaccine. The same will apply to residents now in high-risk countries who have medical certificates proving that they aren't suitable to get the second jab. Respiratory medicine expert Leng Chi-Chu says the move should help it in discussions with the authorities in Beijing on lifting cross-border travel restrictions. Especially for those who become positive soon after discharge, there is no absolute guarantee that they may not have been a false negative test upon discharge. And so uh, if they are subject to another 14 days of quarantine, that will help to uh, minimise the risk. Earlier, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, said Hong Kong would scrap most quarantine exemptions. She says this follows discussions with mainland experts aimed at securing a full reopening of the border. Wendy Wong reports. At the moment, some travellers from overseas, such as senior finance executives, can avoid quarantine if the government considers their activities to be in the interest of Hong Kong's economic development. But speaking to reporters before the weekly Executive Council meeting, Carrie Lam said the exemptions are going to be limited to people providing emergency services or daily necessities to Hong Kong. At the beginning of last year, in relation to exempted uh, groups of quarantine-free personnel, most of these will be removed. We will only leave those relating to emergency services or services relating to the uh, everyday supply and logistics of Hong Kong, say for example, cross-boundary truck drivers. Whenever a measure is ready, we will launch it. This is to give the confidence of the central authorities that it is safe to open the border. Addressing concerns that keeping strict quarantine rules will damage Hong Kong's status as an international financial centre, the CE said this is a dilemma, but relaxed measures would make it less likely that the border could be reopened. She reiterated that the priority is resuming quarantine-free travel with the mainland, saying Hong Kong's primary advantage is being a gateway to the rest of China. The chief executive in council has ordered that the alliance and support of patriotic democratic movements of China be struck off the company's register. Damon Pang reports. The chief executive in council said the Hong Kong alliance had always promoted and maintained the goal of ending one-party dictatorship which is to say the leadership of the Communist Party of China, and this amounted to subversion. It said it agreed with the views of the police commissioner and the secretary for security that the alliance's operations would inevitably threaten or undermine China's ability to safeguard national security and to maintain public safety and public order. 
the CENC said it was satisfied that had the alliance been a society covered by the society's ordinance, it would have been banned by the security secretary. It is necessary in the interests of national security, public safety and public order to prohibit the operation or continued operation of the alliance, it said. It added that the striking off order was made after the CNC took into consideration not only the views of the police chief and security minister, but also representations submitted by the alliance and one of its directors. And the weather, mainly cloudy, one or two light rain patches tomorrow morning, minimum temperature around 23 degrees. Sunny periods during the day, where the maximum temperature getting up to around 27 degrees. Moderate northeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook will be sunny periods in the coming couple of days. One or two rain patches on Thursday morning. Cloudy at the weekend. Temperature now 26 degrees. Humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The chief executive says the national security law has not prevented people from operating legitimate businesses in Hong Kong, saying no one knows for sure the exact reason why several civil organisations have recently disbanded. Mrs Lam's comments came a day after Amnesty International said it would close its two offices in Hong Kong by the end of the year, citing the security law. Speaking to reporters ahead of the weekly Exco meeting, Mrs Lam said the basic law guaranteed freedom of speech and association. Since the enactment of the national security law, uh, different associations and various individuals have um, uh, explained or justified their actions um, on the basis of a national security law. Uh, but there is no way that one could prove that this is exactly the reason for their taking such a decision. So similarly, I could not comment on this explanation given by an organisation about their departure from Hong Kong. The Bar Association says the government must ensure that reforms to the legal aid system don't prevent residents from choosing their own lawyer, as guaranteed by Article 35 of the Basic Law. Officials want legal aid recipients in criminal cases to lose the right to choose a lawyer except under exceptional circumstances. Lawyers will also be limited in how many legal aid cases they take. Speaking at a LegCo panel, Chairman Paul Harris said that in principle the association welcomed a more equitable legal aid system as long as it didn't conflict with the basic law. The matter that obviously springs out of this paper is that whatever change is made with regard to nomination arrangements will have to be compliant with Article 35 of the Basic Law. And it may be that a bit of work is needed to devise a scheme that, that is compliant and can't be challenged on those grounds. The Director of Administration, Daniel Cheng, says the right to choose lawyers under the Basic Law is not absolute and doesn't include the right to select a particular lawyer. He spoke through an interpreter. This right is not absolute. The Director of Legal Aid does have the duty to impose appropriate restrictions. Now, what is this article all about? It is to ensure that Hong Kong residents can have access to courts, choice of lawyers, and also to uh, receive a fair trial. A group of construction workers staged a protest outside Queen Mary Hospital and blocked a section of Pok Fu Lam Road this morning in a labour dispute. Timmy Sung has more. The labour dispute involved about 100 workers of a subcontractor of a redevelopment project at Queen Mary Hospital. A hospital spokesman said it understood the project's main contractor was in the process of terminating its contract with a subcontractor. According to the spokesman, 
Labor Department officials said the case didn't have to do with wage owed. Pictures and videos circulated on social media showed workers placing traffic cones on the road during the protest, which led to congestion in the area. The transport department said all lanes of Pokfulam Road near the hospital were closed to traffic at one point. About 30 people took part in a demonstration, which lasted about an hour. The protesting workers have now agreed to hold talks with the subcontractor and the main contractor to try to resolve the dispute. The hospital authority says it will allow some flexibility for people who require medical care but don't have the COVID app that will soon be needed to enter government buildings. Wendy Wong reports. From Monday, people aged between 12 and 65 will need to use the Leave Home Safe app to enter government buildings and offices with only the disabled exempt. But concerns have been raised about what this will mean for people who don't have smartphones, including those who can't afford them. When it comes to public hospitals, staff will be flexible, according to Dr Larry Lee, a chief manager with the authority. The majority of the patients who do not have the smartphone, I think, will will allow some flexibility for them to uh, receive the medical service and also for the emergency service as well. Meanwhile, the authority says it has analysed more than 130 imported COVID cases recorded in Hong Kong between May and September. It found that among the patients who were not vaccinated against the virus, one in five needed antiviral medication. But less than 4% of those who were double-jabbed needed the drugs. The authority is urging people to get coronavirus jabs quickly, saying they are effective in preventing serious complications. Across the border, mainland officials have placed the city of Langeau under lockdown in a bid to rein in the spread of COVID-19. The restrictions come as the country reported 29 new domestic infections. Richard Pine reports. Six of the 29 new domestic infections were reported from Lanzhou, the provincial capital of Gansu province. Officials there said the movement of residents would be strictly controlled and limited to going out to buy essential supplies or receiving medical treatment. The latest rules come on top of strict stay-at-home orders imposed on tens of thousands of others in northern China, with access to tourist sites already limited and residents advised not to leave the city unless absolutely necessary. Health officials have warned that more infections may emerge as testing is ramped up in the coming days to fight the outbreak, which has been linked to a group of domestic tourists. Overseas, there's been widespread criticism of a plan announced by Australia to achieve carbon neutrality by the year 2025. 2050, sorry. The opposition Labour Party denounced it as a scam, not a plan. Campaigners have complained about a lack of detail and ambition. The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, made the pledge days before the COP UN Climate Summit. He said Australians wanted action on climate change, but they also wanted secure jobs. Tim Buckley is a Sydney-based climate analyst. It's predicated on unspecified technology breakthroughs. It relies on international offsets with no budget implications. It claims credit for actions that our state government policies have um, put in place and which the federal government's been actively undermining now for eight years in a row. So to me, this is unfortunately a very hollow publicity stunt pre-cop. The niece of the Japanese emperor, Princess Mako, has married her non-royal fiancé, Keikamaro, in an unusually subdued proceedings after years of public controversy. The royal wedding didn't have any of the usual pomp, ceremonial glamour. The couple simply signed the paperwork to become husband and wife before answering press questions in writing. RGHK's Tokyo correspondent, Julian Ryle, explained to Todd Harding why the wedding was carried out in such a low-key manner. 
There's been an awful lot of opposition um, in the highest parts of, of Japanese society to this marriage. The, um, the engagement was, around, was announced in September 2017, um, and initially everyone was extremely happy. The princess was getting married, um, even though it was known that she would be leaving the imperial family. Very quickly after that, the first tabloid reports came out that something was slightly amiss in the Comoral family. It subsequently emerged that uh, his mother had some sort of financial um, shenanigans uh, with a former boyfriend. Now, the imperial household agency, truly the, the power behind the throne, is extremely risk-averse, and to them that was just too much to take on. And very quickly, uh, the engagement was delayed, um, and uh, Mr. Komoro, um, the, the, the groom-to-be, uh, went to America, went to New York to complete his law studies. In sport, Hong Kong have won two more gold medals at the National Games for Persons with Disabilities in Shanxi. Li Mingyip and Tong Chi Ming claimed the first gold in the men's doubles TT7, winning all five of their matches in the round-robin competition. Swimmer Chong Shu Ki won the second gold medal in the women's S14 400-metre freestyle with a personal best of 4 minutes 59.15 seconds in the final. This is her third gold medal in the Games. In tonight's action in cricket's 2020 World Cup, South Africa hammered holders the West Indies by eight wickets. Opener Evan Lewis at 56 as the Windies set a modest target of 143 for eight. The Proteas made it with 10 balls to, to spare as Aidan Markham smashed 51 in an unbeaten 83-run third wicket stand with Rassi van der Dusen. The victory was overshadowed by the withdrawal of South Africa's Quinton de Kock after he refused to take the knee in an anti-racist protest before the game. In football, speculation continues over the future of Manchester United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The Norwegian described Sunday's 5-0 defeat to Liverpool as the darkest day of his time as United boss. Former player Terry Gibson thinks Solskjaer is on the brink. To lose in that manner, it wasn't just the scoreline, it was the fact that it happened so quick. Manchester United were never in the game at all. And it was, you know, it is hard to survive this. It's hard to survive in terms of keeping your job. It's hard to survive in terms of keeping a reputation intact. And, and I think, you know, everybody agrees Manchester United have made some slight progress under Solskjaer. And I think there is, it does appear that for a long period of time, the supporters were happy with the choice. But I think now, after finishing second last season, I think and, and the new signings they've made, so the expectation levels of finishing second last season really, you know, did rise from the United fans quite rightly when they think they should be genuinely challenging for the title. I thought they would. I thought they would be doing better than this. A reminder of our top stories: recovered COVID patients will go to quarantine instead of heading home, and the alliance and support of patriotic democratic movements of China is stripped of its status as a company. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 When I was young I'd listen to the radio Waiting for my favourite songs When they played I'd sing along It made me Those were such happy times and not so long ago How I wondered where they'd gone But they're back again just like a long lost friend All the songs I love 
the carpenters yesterday once more wouldn't that be nice what about when you were young what sort of songs were you listening to when i was a kid they had a thing called it was called children's choice it became junior choice or something like that uh, and they were mostly old songs that sort of got revived around those days there was uh, i'm trying to think laughing policeman charles penrose always used to make me laugh nelly the elephant not the uh, not the more recent version but uh, mandy miller i think did that there's a bunch of stuff. One big favourite song of mine when I was a kid was this one. If you've got a favourite, by the way, just drop us a line so we can find it for you. Puff the Magic Dragon here on RTHK3. Puff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Little Jackie Paper loved that rascal Strings and sealing wax And other fancy stuff Oh, 